that makes me really, really happy. It really, it truly does. Like that, they, they were so happy to see you. Makes me happy that, and you are happy to be seen. Like you guys acted like we just landed on the moon again. That World War Two had just ended, <laughs> and you know the homelessness had been solved and world hunger. So wait, and, what uh, really happened? We just tied the series one one one, one, versus one. the Phillies. It's not even like you avoided and, elimination. And Phillies split. But so now we go back to Philadelphia. You had that little bounce. You yes. had that little thing it's that good. everybody has when they're in a good mood, and you got the smile. You were feeling it. You've had plenty of those sure. moments over the years. I, I'm, I hope you don't think I'm kidding. I'm I like, know. I'm excited for you. No, I know. A little. <laughs> just just a little. Like yeah, I emphasize that last part. I, I'm just, a little. I've been trying to find a way where everyone can lose. Like I'd like I'd like everyone to find a, a, I get it. a loss somewhere along I understand the line. that. It's it's deeply it disappointing. Be. It did how long like the drive home you kind of look catch yourself not in your side view mirror cuz yeah. you don't have one yeah. but in your rear view mirror you kind of No this is hey, can I can you're I good, man. No, but this can, is a good day. Can I tell you this no question about it a great day. But every sports fan shares in this. Padres lost game 1. When I tell you I didn't see one second of highlights or listen to anything, <laughs> right. and YouTube, you know, they know, hey, you've been searching Padres, all this stuff. All right, they're trying to feed me. I'm like, I want none of it. Yesterday on my drive back up, I think I got two and a half hours of additional content. <laughs> I memorized what Bob Melvin's interview was post game. <laughs> Blake Snell, there's nothing that he could say that I can't tell you happened in the post game. Full highlights, podcasts. If they lose tomorrow, I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> You know what I'm kind of excited to see, guys? <laughs> Honestly, I, I want them to keep – because I, I don't know if you can go higher. You're like, you know what I mean? Like one of the things they teach you in in broadcasting, especially if you're doing play-by-play. How high can you get? Is that what you're asking? You is, smoke well, a, just a they, lot. They teach you you can't call a home run in the second inning like a home run in the ninth inning. You can't call a ninth inning home run in July like you call a ninth inning home run in the playoffs. Right? So you have to have room to go higher. I don't know if there's any room for Padre fans to go higher after they've gone 1-1 in the in the National League Championship Series. I feel like you guys are at a 10 out of 10. Give me give me your most iconic calls that come to your mind right out Gibson. the gate. Okay. Kirk Gibson hitting the home run. Yeah. And you played it, I think it was a week ago. It was last week. You played three different calls. You want to hear them again? Play one of them. <laughs> I don't have them in front okay. of me. Whatever that call was. Well, I think I have it right here. Hold on real quick. Mm-hmm. Does Travis go deep? Travis no, goes one. deep. No, that's not the wrong one. one. No. <laughs> by the way, which is an iconic Morales call. Morales on play by play. That's good. his that's his that's his signature moment. It's pretty good. But take that call from Vin. Take that call. And put it in the second inning <laughs> of a game in August against the, Reds. Against the Nationals. <laughs> take that call. And that's how people were acting yesterday. That's like the best, the perfect example that I could give. I'm mostly happy for you. If, if that's an emotion that a human being can have, that's where I am right so now. So, Trev, I got a question. Happy. If the Astros and Padres are playing in the World Series, oh, easy. It's my guy, dude. I'll I'll, I'll get a he will go and a buy hat. a Wally Joyner yeah. oh, for sure. jersey tomorrow. Oh, hundred. Him and I will sit together and watch Greg Vaughn highlights I, and I, Andy Ashby. I will go get a Fernando Tatis T-shirt. I will get a Padres hat. I, I will oh contribute God. to the San Diego economy in any meaningful way that I can. Anybody but them. 
anybody but them. I look. I was watching the Astros and Yankees last night. Yeah, and I was like aggressively rooting Cheering for, for the, Yankees. the Yankees. I'm like, yeah. this feels so dirty. Your family and wrong. has no idea what's going on. It's like, on. come on, Donaldson, what are you swinging at? <laughs> like who? It's like, come on, man. You know he's throwing a slider right there. What are you doing? This guy ordered Yes Network yesterday, <laughs> and he's watching the post-game show of the oh. Yankees just calling into their sports stations Come out on, there. Boone, get him out of there! You, what are you? Get this! This this is who you're bringing out of the bullpen. I felt like a real Yankee fan. I was yelling at my own guys, like, "What are you doing?" You bought tickets to Game Four. By you're the going way, out there. Why did their best pitcher, uh, Justin Verlander, show up and pitch? Like, I don't know their best pitcher and just strike out eleven. Like, it just just seems it must be must feel wonderful when your very best guy shows up and performs like your very best guy. That's got to be fun. And not that I would have any recent recollection of that, but it that must be really cool to have. Hey, Justin Verlander is one of the greatest of all time. What does he do? Oh, he struck out eleven tonight. gave up gave up one run. Oh, you win. Oh yeah, of course we won. We had Justin Verlander pitching. That'd be nice. You ready for me to tell you something? How many pitches did he throw? I I honestly don't know. Over a hundred. Yeah, well, hundred and three. Was their computer broken? Did 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 their abacus lose its beads? Like why 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 the information why? didn't get down from the front office down to the manager. He threw 103 pitches, six well, innings. They could, wait, hold on. They, are you telling me that they let the manager decide that Dusty Baker, who'd been around baseball for 500 you, okay, years, okay, help, help me with this. Are they the? You know, everybody says analytics is driving everything right now. Yeah. Are they the only? Are they the only squad? where they're married to it as much as they are because no. in the postseason no, they're not but but let, let me explain in the postseason the Padres have let their pitchers pitch through the third time in the lineup third time through the lineup the Astros you just saw it um Wheeler in game one went I think seven, seven. against the Padres I almost feel like there's a lot of teams not using the same exact strategy as as the Dodgers when it came to their pitchers. I, I think that they're all informed analytically in roughly the same way. I think the Dodgers may take it to a slightly higher level. But they but have to because they're not doing it. Literally, these other squads are not doing it. They're, if they're not in the. But again, I think that they're making their decisions. They're constructing their roster. They're managing the regular seasons in a very similar way. Perhaps at the end of the line. They're doing it a little bit differently. But that's the only problem that we're talking about with the yeah. Dodgers. It's oh, not that sure. what they're doing in the regular season is issue. Oh, you know what I was going to tell you? This was incredibly awkward. And I don't know what you do about this. Before the season starts, think about the players that the Padres are going to have up. Like the biggest of all the posters that are out there. Sure. Just facing Petco Park. Sure. A lot of Fernando Tatis. Still? They didn't go anywhere. They're still there. Bro, they're still there. And it's incredibly awkward. Like, I'm walking where I was sitting. Everywhere Does, I look, there's Can you there's see Tatis. the ringworm on his arms, or is it covered up by a jersey? Come on, man. <laughs> like, I just, don't, I just you, don't know if you can, like, see where the ringworm had gotten him. I'm not, you know, MLB takes over the playoffs, right? Uh-huh. Like, I think they take over all the sponsorships, everything else. I think you're right. You can't do, you know, Bally Sports covers the Padres. They can't do the post-game show from inside the stadium because... TBS. TBS will do it, right? All that stuff. There's not one of them, MLB, saying, hey, we should probably take these Tatis signs down. Tatis is everywhere. Everywhere I look, there's Tatis. I'm like, he hasn't played a game this year, guys. You you know what? Okay. Can I put myself in a pottery (laughs) It was a little awkward. It is awkward. You're right about that. Here's good news for you and your gutty little Padres. Um, If they 
they, they've already exceeded expectations, right? They're mm-hmm. in the NLCS. They got a chance to win the NLCS. They got a chance to go to the World Series, yeah. and they might. They they might not. But it, the further they go, I think the stronger this argument becomes. Tatis has to fall in line. Tatis has to become a better teammate. He has to become a better baseball citizen. I'm not talking like crimes and get, but yeah. just like, dude, you you have to be with us because we've just proven we can do it without oh, you. Yeah. So now, when you do your when you get your, your second antics. bout of yep. ringworm, when you start to pout, when you are doing the things that made people eye roll previously. Not that they're going to trade him, right? But it's like, dude, you don't it's understand. Different. We've done it without you. We can do it without you again. If we have to do something, we can. It gives them a little credibility in looking like saying, dude, you got to fall in line with us. You know who's uh, arguably the most popular Padre? Hassan Kim. He's okay? amazing. He is, and he's 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 in his spot. Yeah. Right? Like, he took shortstop, which if you just said in the beginning of the year, hey, Hassan Kim's going to take Tatis' spot, and they're going to continue doing what they're doing, that makes no sense. But I'm telling you, as much as, and it sounds kind of funny to say this, he's arguably the most popular Padre. They're chanting his name during the whole thing, and then I just see Tatis signs everywhere. <laughs> Let's try a phone call here. Let's go up to Santa Barbara. Go Gauchos. Tom in Santa Barbara. What's up, Tom? Hey, guys, I just got a comment on the car. Uh, Travis, just in my uh, opinion, you getting a compressor, you're really just enabling the tire to continue to lose air. (laughs) But, Sliwa, I agree with you using the mirror. My predicament was I drive a lot with the window down, so I'm constantly using those convenient technology buttons to raise and lower the window. So they both broke, the passenger (laughs) and the driver's side. And they leave these little tiny slits that you can actually depress, so they're gone. So I have no ability. Well, in reference to my favorite dessert, uh, Hagen Dazs dark chocolate on dark chocolate. Those are good. Um, that pops the popsicle stick works perfectly. You just have to look real closely and where you to, to push down and depress whether you want to up or down the window. I've gotten so good at it, I can do it without even looking out. <laughs> so I have a popsicle stick, um, and the reason is. I called Hyundai, and that's the brand, sorry, um, five or $600 because Oof. they have to take apart half the door to put in a little tiny button. And, what, and what's a box of it. ice cream bars, like seven bucks? Yeah, so, hey, I'm covered. I'm good, you know. And people can't tell, you know. It's not like it's invisible. It's not like an outside mirror with no glass. It's just my personal process, so... You know, we adapt. That's what we do, right? Tom, you sound like somebody that can survive in the wilderness for three months. He should be on that Naked and Afraid show where they drop you off in, like, the Canadian wilderness. Survivor. <laughs> He's on Survivor. I'm too afraid to be, na- I'm too afraid to be naked is the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Not Trav. Trav's got no problem. Man, the, look, man versus wild. I just, I'll go out there and do it. Real quick, Tom, Trav's before you man go, versus wild every night. When you put the popsicle stick to roll down your window, do you use the end that had the ice cream on it or the part that you hold with your it's hand? It's got to be the other end, right? It's so it's so dirty now that you can't tell. It's, it's all hand worn. It's worn down. I'm probably going to have to have another ice cream soon to get a new one and wash it. You know because it's starting to it's starting to wear down. So you know. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Appreciate the call. See, we're we're innovators. We did, come up with solutions. Did anybody else notice when he described the ice cream your your response? That's arguably my favorite ice cream treat. It's amazing. Have you guys had one of those? That's so good. It is. It's and, the, it, and everything just stopped like around you. Hagen Dazs makes really good ice cream. Yeah, and they take their chocolate ice cream and they dip it in a dark chocolate shell, which gives it just that little hint of bitterness We're the to dark go along with guys, the sweet. Right? You it guys is hate. You, guys, you don't like dark chocolate, right? No, I don't. Dark chocolate's amazing. It's the best. Just amazing. It's the adult chocolate.
Right. It's, yeah, I'm it's, a child. it's the just it's amazing. the thing that you, you want. It's sweet, but it's not too sweet. And yeah. then it's got the it's just and it's you know what else it is. You, it's a very generous amount of ice cream on that bar. Like sometimes you get an ice cream treat that's like a bite or two. You're they like, get well, smaller that's good. and smaller. Yeah, this yeah. thing you're getting your money's worth. It's about eight bucks a box. Leave four come in the box. Um, I would highly recommend taking them out of the box and just leave them in their little plastic wrappers because then you can hide them behind other things in the freezer so no one else can get them. Not that I've ever done that. But it just they're they're easily concealed behind the uh, frozen. I could see you putting beans. them in the shed. Just nobody can see it. They melt, and then you put it in there when nobody's home. Put it under the chunks of frozen pineapple for the smoothies. They'll never see it. It's fine. I got there's probably a nutty buddy back there from 1995 that I haven't gone in uh, and gotten yet. All right, we're doing it next. Kawhi may come off the bench for the Clippers already after zero games to manage minutes. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You heard Chris laying out all the things going on on our air tonight. A lot, lot going on. Have you ever heard the spray the uh, phrase sports equinox? Have you ever heard that before? Yeah, I have. Have you? I hadn't heard it until today. You know, here's what's going on today. The NFL has a game. Mm-hmm. The NBA has games. The NHL has games. Major League Baseball has games. MLS has games mm. that literally everything that we have as a, is all colliding. It's all tonight. Like literally all it's those leagues too. are playing. What is that? There's golf too. The CJ cup. There you go. There's, yeah. there's a golf tournament today too. So throw that somewhere. Somebody has got to be playing college football on a Thursday night somewhere. Uh, right. UVA. <laughs> are they playing tonight? Wait, let me double check. I think it's either tonight. Yeah. It's tonight at four 30 sports equinox. Slee. I, I I love that. There's there's a little cool. bit of everything. Obviously, you got the Lakers tonight. Yeah, uh, it's New Orleans and Arizona Thursday night football. You know where I'll be <laughs> on my couch, hoping for another six to three game. <laughs> I I love those. They're great. Thursday night has not disappointed in disappointing. It, yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. It's been wonderfully consistent. Of can you believe Al yeah. Michaels may jump out of the booth? Like he's he's <laughs> he's had enough. It's like I can't. He I can't retired. Do this Al anymore. Michaels retired. I didn't tonight. come to Amazon for this. Okay, I know that you want. No, but be, you came for that. Yeah, though that bag of cash. And like, he'll sit right. Like there. Al's doing just fine. I understand that, but Al calling Commanders Bears on a Thursday. It's like Al, man, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're. I promise we're going to get you the Chiefs at some point. <laughs> we're going to get you Bills. We're going to get you the Cowboys. We're going to figure this out. You who, guys fl- know- who flexes? Is it only Sunday night? Yeah. Sunday nights only flex. Yeah. You guys know why I'm excited for tonight's uh, Thursday night football game? 
because Taylor Swift has an announcement in the third quarter. <laughs> she is going to reveal, she said, uh, some things that she has been working on, and her album comes out tonight. So, might be a music video, guys. She's announcing during the NFL it's game? It's like on the telecast? Third quarter, yeah, in the NFL game. Yeah, okay. It's actually pretty I, damn smart. I'm, well, I'm genuinely like, is there a large cross section of NFL Taylor Swift people? Me, um, but no. I'm going to assume I no. Think it, it has a thing with. I think it's going to be some sort of like thing with Amazon. Like, oh. if she's releasing something on Amazon, yeah. then she wants to do it with that. So I think that's the main reason why she's doing it during Thursday Night Football. It's, but good for her. It's basically. But couldn't she do it anywhere? I mean, she's so wildly popular. She, she could. could she could do it anywhere, right? Yeah, it was an it was an interesting thing. So when it, the announcement came out last week, last this Thursday, is excited she is. <laughs> no, oh, I've been excited. waiting to talk about this. It's, the announcement came out last Thursday. Uh, I think uh, who who is the woman that leads the pregame show for the Thursday Night Football? Um, Carissa Thomas. Tr- Carissa Thompson. Yeah, Carissa Thompson. She uh, had this whole soliloquy about Taylor Swift, and then she said, "Oh, stay tuned to next Thursday." And then Taylor announced it that she's going to release something. It might be a music video, it might be a movie. I'm so excited. I'm on edge. It's been a great week. Who do you think will quarterback the Saints tonight, Slee? <laughs> <laughs> do you think it's Andy Dalton or do you think we get James Taylor Winston? Swift. <laughs> I think there's going to be two different audiences going on That's interesting. for that one. Taylor Swift coming into the I third quarter with some news. Sports Equinox. Okay. Um, yep. One of the Equinoxi, Equini, whatever it would be, um, Lakers Clippers. Yep. And according to Chris Haynes, who covers the NBA, uh, the Clippers are considering bringing Kawhi Leonard off the bench to start the season, uh, per Chris B. Haynes. It, I'm always kind of interested because Kawhi hasn't played in over a year, right? Yeah. He didn't play at all last year. Yeah. Presumably he's healthy. Presumably he's ready to go. But that we're already before the season even starts, like, hey, let's be really careful about his minutes. Why don't we try to maybe even bring him off the bench to mm-hmm. make sure that we don't <laughs> overuse him? That's that 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 to me maybe it's nothing, but it immediately makes me go, all right, that's a little weird. That if everything if everything were fine, you start him, right? So I I think there are teams that you try to be extra cautious. Kawhi is a perfect example where they try to be so cautious on Kawhi and they cater to absolutely everything that he wants. Um, I, I think it. Yeah, I don't know the best way to describe it. It's an eighty-two game grind. Sure, it's the first game of the season, and he hasn't played in a year. Okay, so. Imagine if Anthony Davis, that the Lakers were making that announcement on Anthony Davis, just the amount of conversation and chatter that would go behind it. Now, look, if you're the Clippers, you're going to say, guys, we're we're in a marathon here. We're not in a sprint. All we care about, are these guys healthy by the time we get to the playoffs? I think there's something there. Kawhi Leonard, a a two-time finals MVP, is not starting and he hasn't played in a year. I think there's something there, and and again, it could they're just be toying with it. It's not a done deal, but according to this, that they're considering the idea. And what it could be, it could be as simple as, look, nobody really played in the preseason. He didn't play that much as well. It's a conditioning thing. We're just going to kind of work on this, and then by the time we're five games in, Kawhi's back in the starting lineup. And, and I get it. The starting lineup in basketball is virtually meaningless. It's who you finish with, not who you start. How many with. minutes did you play? Yeah. How many minutes did yeah. you play? This isn't baseball where yeah. if you come out of the game, you can't go back into the game, but. It just, it just feels clippery, right? It feels clippery to me. Is it clippery or is it accommodating to Kawhi with anything? Can that it be he both? Wants? Can, can it be both of those things? What's because the clippery part? The, Tell clippery me the clippery part, part of it is, is they're already trying to figure out the end of the line before having run the race. 
mm-hmm. right, that we're trying to go through this thing as opposed to, hey, let's play our guys, let's see what we have. Yeah. And then when you get on to something like, hey, listen, we are this team. Yeah. We yeah. are the best team in the West, the second best team in the West, whatever it is. Okay, let's now let's start to massage this a little bit so when we get to – may april or april may and beyond that we're as healthy as we can but to try to already get the end before it's even started just seems way down the list of order of operations why are we doing step 10 when we haven't done one through nine my personal opinion you shouldn't play him today wait till game two (laughs) it's my personal opinion slash preference why why have they i mean i the obvious answer is the lakers have not been particularly good over the last couple of seasons the clippers have been you know better than average Mm -hmm. They haven't beat them since 2020. That's uh, the Lakers have not beat the Clippers in the regular season since 2020. That's really strange. July 30th, 2020. Okay, so that's we, in the bubble. That's bubble. Yeah. That's bubble time. Do you remember, by the way? Man, that's 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 actually kind of crazy to think about. So they probably played eight or nine times since then, something right. like that. Something like that. And, yeah, and actually, my, that is, that I'm is going by memory sleeve. They yeah, haven't it's in been the bubble. They, they face each other eight eight they, times. They haven't been close. So there's this thing that I think that happens to the Clippers. Clippers, they not only want to win, it's almost like they want to stick it to the Lakers. And I I feel that every time. Like I feel like the Clippers want to stick it to the Lakers, that there's something about when they play the Lakers. For so many years, it was the Lakers obviously dominating them. Still, still, you think that's still true? We still crack jokes all the time um, when it comes to the Clippers. Yeah, I think there's something there. I think there's, hey, they get up for the Lakers more than they're going to get up for some of these other squads. And and really, the last two years, look at that for, since 2020, that's more of a representation of what the Lakers have been since 2020. Well, I, I was going to say, that's why like the get-up part, I, I get it when the Lakers were good. I get mm-hmm. it when it was the but even Shaq when it was, and Kobe But ones. even when it was CP3 and Blake Griffin and DeAndre, they were being the Lakers by 40-plus, and they were serving it to yeah, them. Yeah, and, and, but now it feels like the shoe is clearly on the other foot, not in like a championship sense, but... They should beat the Lakers. They're a better basketball team on paper than the Lakers are right yep. now. So, you know, the the hype should be Golden State. The hype should be Denver. The hype should be Phoenix. That beating them, this is one of those, you just got to have can this I, game. Can I give you an example? And this is where the Lakers are so much different than every other franchise in the NBA. Every time, Lakers would play the Kings last year. And the Kings were playing as if it's the final game of the year. They'd play the Pelicans, and it was like they played Minnesota, and it was like that. I think the Lakers always have that target on their back, and they still got the guys. LeBron and AD are still there. That's true. I mean, tonight, if the Clippers, and I actually think tonight's actually, I think it's going to be a good game. I don't think it's going to be what we saw in game one. I don't think it's going to be like that. I think it's going to help that you're home. I think it's going to help that you're home opener. To what extent that will help, we'll wait and find I, out. I, gosh, I hope you're right. If they lose Al. by double digits, I'd be surprised. Yeah, I, I hope you're right. I don't know, because I this doesn't feel to me like, in a, hey, we were missing emotion. We were missing buzz and juice and crowd got the guys you don't have enough good players Mm -hmm. that once you get past lebron james and anthony davis that is a steep drop off after those first two guys like like notice i'm not a basketball expert but when you watch this like okay what that matt ryan was taking shots i'm like what is happening like how how is that probably their best shooter that's that's what i mean and then lebron after one game's like yeah we don't shoot it's like one game was like, yeah, we have a real problem shooting the basketball. That if AD doesn't do it, LeBron doesn't do it, 
it's not getting done. That 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 was glaring after one game, and that's why I'm sure they'll be high on emotion. I'm sure Laker fans will give them a lift. Yeah. I'm sure that they'll hit the court with a ton of adrenaline. Yep. But after the first 10, 15 minutes of that goes away, and the other teams just got better and now players. now you have to play basketball. Yeah. So Clips on the other side of it, they're going to be the same way. They're going to want to serve it to the Lakers. They do know it's opening night for the Lake Show as far as their home opener. The game's on TNT. Teams get up to play the Lakers, and last I checked, LeBron and AD are still on that other side. Fact or cap? Maybe a Taylor Swift uh, Thursday night football edition? I don't it's know. All, all of them are Taylor Swift. <laughs> It'll be short. I don't think either one of us have a great deal of uh, Fact. Taylor Swift knowledge on that one. Coming up next, it's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hey, guys. Did you guys get a chance to look at that video of Russell Wilson from this okay. morning? Okay, impossible. <laughs> impossible. You didn't change your tune a little bit on him. It's a good commercial. <laughs> it's better than the other ones. It's better than the other ones. Did you it see it, Taylor? Weird. Creepy, man. You ever Gosh, dangerous? Send, send it to me again. I want to I wanna relook at it. I can't, it's in the I can't group chat with, with Chris, but yeah. like it's. Um... Why do you love him so much, Slee? It's no, I don't love him, but I will tell you that it's a lot better than the other ones that he's done. This yeah. one was actually kind of had a little bit of a personality. No, whatever you say. A lame personality. Let's just say that. Yeah, I think um, everyone's I'll, already sold on me. I'm watching it. You're wrong. Did you? Well, you got to hear it. You, <laughs> you have to hear it. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I don't need to hear it. That's the whole point. That this is one of those. Okay, Russell. At 22 seconds of the commercial, hold the sandwich up and pump it twice. And, but they're making oh, fun of him. It's, that's kind of the whole point of it. Nice. But he, he's not in on it. I, I really don't think that he's in on that when you are when your entire ident uh, 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 what's the word I want identity that's what I'm going for is inauthenticity. Then when you're in on it, it's actually he's more basically either Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock. I mean that's how funny he is in uh -huh. this thing. Oh yeah, it's a stand up act. Die on this hill, please. All right, so. Um, Last night I watched two scary movies. Uh, I was kind of in the mood for a spooky season, so um, both one of them was a slasher, the other one was like kind of like a demon possession possessing thing. So you think you would survive in a scary movie, Travis Dr. Cap? No, I'm the first one out. I I I, I don't want to be around terror, wars, zombie apocalypse, <laughs> whatever it is. I'm the first one out. I'm not trying to survive. I'm going to be the guy that goes into the garage by himself or down into the basement or whatever whatever it would, would want to be. Runs into the woods of the slasher. Um, yeah, so something like that. I, You know what's kind of a standard Whose commercial procedure? was that where they're like... Uh, Geico, I think. Let's stand behind... Or, the chainsaw. Let's hide behind the chainsaw. What, 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 is, what is happening in every slasher movie right before the couple gets it? They're having a good time. They're yeah. having a good, yeah. enjoying each other's company. I'll be that it's guy. About to go down. I'll be that guy, and we're not. And this is this is forbidden fruit. You're not supposed to be doing this, and then <laughs> whack. I'll be that guy. I I, I kind of buy into this whole thing, Emily. Around this time of the year, I'm with you. Kind of like some thrillers, right? I told my girl yesterday. She's like, "Hey, let's go see a movie." I'm like, "All right, cool." She goes, two of them are scary movies, so we're not going to go see that." I'm like, "Well, let's go see one of them." She, she hates. She hates scary movies. She mm -hmm. doesn't want anything to do with it. I'm like, what am I going to do? Go see a scary movie by myself? I might have to actually do that. You're going to go see The I Smile? Did. I don't know. I, that's go the one. Oh, that's one Mor Morales. Maybe I'll go see yeah. that one. That's the one. The one that you just said was the one that's the scariest movie you've ever seen? No, I just like it. All right. I got to go see one of those. Um, I would survive. I wouldn't survive very long, but I'm in. Put me in there. Yeah, we get about a half hour into the movie and then take me out. <laughs> take Taylor? me out. 
Yeah, I don't want to brag, but I don't. I think I, th- I think I'd survive. Yeah, you'd know how to utilize the farm implements for your own benefit. <laughs> like you, you'd turn a plow into some sort of weapon, and you'd take out Freddy Krueger. Like boom, it's done. I Drive would die because I'm watching the Russell Wilson commercial on my phone, and then somebody gets me behind me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you guys see this? This is really good. Russ is cool, right? I think Russell might be the one that killed you. Yeah, Ru- Russ is cool, right, guys? I mean, really, this is this is okay. <laughs> that's the, a new voice. I've not heard that voice. That's that was you. Good. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Uh, the two movies were Bodies, Bodies, Bodies and Jennifer, Jennifer's Bodies. So they're two body movies. But All right. So um, a Washington Commanders fan who won a check for over $14,000 from the team's 50-50 charity raffle was shocked when he went to deposit the check and it bounced. So that's amazing. <laughs> that's terrific. That's the right franchise. I was going to say, of all of the teams yep. that have the check bounce, that the is, the, is right the right one. Franchise. 100%. Okay. Right. So, you have ever entered into one of those 50 50 raffles, and did you win? Is the side note. Alan, Fetter Cap. Cap. I don't do good with raffles. There's certain people I feel like they win every time. All right, actually, it's, it's a perfect example. 710 had a golf tournament a few years back. One of our great partners we've had for a year, or had for years, Raul Rodriguez of Power Pro Plumbing. Mm-hmm. Okay. The guy wins. He tells me, he's like, I win every time. Like every time I do raffles, I win. This was before he went in to buy the raffles. I'm like, come on, Raul, come on. I had to leave. I left. He sent me two photos no from being there. In our 710 <laughs> raffle, he won two. Think about all the people wow. that are there and everything else. Yeah. He won not once, he won twice. I never win those 50-50s. <laughs> that ain't 50-50. I'm out on this one. Um, I, I It depends on where. I have entered. I like. I, I There's like a number that makes sense to me. If it's the Rams do a 50-50, right? Um well, there's 75,000 people at every Rams game. You know, the, That's the, not a good one. The, yeah, don't, the, the don't enter in that one. The feel like I just I, I don't got a chance. But they'll do them at high school sports or maybe like small college kind of sort of things. They'll do a little thing. I'll throw five or ten in there and take my shot because you're only – it's one in a couple hundred as opposed to one out of several thousand. So, yeah. yeah I, but no. to answer your second part of your question, I have not. Anybody want to take a guess at who has? Bobby. Bobby? Yep. Yeah, no, Bobby's – yeah, Bobby yep. wins. Lucky kid. Lucky kid. Bobby wins. Once. Was it his own money or was it your money? So technically you won. It's funny you ask that. I think this case was actually his own money. But what this was, been, you know, you go to a Super Bowl party, you buy You squares, stole it from your car. Right. You buy you buy the squares. You write your name in the yeah, squares. Yeah, yeah. And I said, Bobby, um, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll get you a couple of squares. And, and of course, he wins. And he, he's like, I don't know what he won. It was 100 bucks or whatever. And he's like, well, I just want my 20 back, whatever it was. Like, you could keep it. He's like, no, 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 but I won. I'm like, yeah, but yeah. you didn't, you actually have to buy into yep. play. Like, I'm okay with you having the 80 portion of it. And to this day, he's still, no, that's my 100. I got to be I'm honest. And Bobby does listen. I'm with Bobby on this one. I don't know <laughs> why, but I'm with Bobby. Back. He gets all the profits. I just want to, I just want to be even, right? He gave, but, but, but I won 100. Yeah, but you didn't put in the 20. I that bought the awesome. spot. I bought the square. Bobby's stock just keeps going through the roof. <laughs> Taylor? Cap, I've, I've never done this. I don't even know how it works. I, I intentionally stay ignorant on all things gambling just because I know I would get addicted. And, I mean, as you guys can probably tell based off the pickums. But, yeah, Speaking I was at the Rams of- at the Rams game. And it's funny you bring that up. This guy you was doing- are comfortably in last, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> intentionally ignorant, like I said. Uh, yeah, at the Rams game, this guy was he was doing the fifty fifty raffle during the third quarter. He wouldn't go away. Like I don't, I don't get okay, it. Okay, there is something about when people gamble on every game, or just how about they're not gambling? They're just playing fantasy. Okay, 
and you're sitting next to somebody that's got something going on. They got a kicker. They got a running back, something like that. Bro, that's the most annoying thing ever. That's the most annoying thing. Well, the over and under is, you know, it's at 54, and right now we're at this. I'm like, I don't need to know all this. That's why I don't gamble. The list is three things long that no one ever wants to hear about. Yeah. No one. Yep. Your fantasy football team, mm-hmm. your round of golf, yeah. and your bad poker beats. Nobody cares. Okay, keep them to yourself. They're interesting to you and no one else, and fantasy football is number one. Just FYI on that, I got Kyler Murray tonight, so I could really use him. Just adds up. Just adds up. All right, guys, so uh, I'm I'm glad that I made it three whole questions without involving Taylor Swift in here. But I had a feeling it was inevitable. <laughs> it was coming. The album's name is called Midnight's, and it, she says it's about... 13 sleepless nights within her life, uh, as each song is going to be about it. So, uh, you are bad off little sleep. Taylor, factor cap. I can operate. I've, I've come in here before with uh, little to no sleep, but um, not the most talkative when that's the case. When are you talkative? <laughs> you don't know. Recently? <laughs> you're, no, you've been better, but the talkative is still many steps away. Like, you you have improved, yes, but there is no conversation, which is where we started, to a little bit of conversation, which is where we are, which I am happy for. It feels for. like a lot for me. But okay. talkative? No. Taylor, that's enough, bro. I mean, how many, how much, how many times are you going to crack the mic today, man? <laughs> Jesus. Give it a rest. Trev and Slee show. Come on. <laughs> Trev. Um, I'm good for two days, right? I can do two nights in a row of cruddy sleep. Um, day three, I'm not great. And then beyond that, I'm mis- I'm mean and grouchy and all of those things. But I can do, if you gave me like, hey, you're going to get three hours tonight, you're going to get four hours the next night, I can get through that. But yeah. beyond that, I'm a basket case. All right, I'm cap on this one. I feel like sometimes when you, you're like delirious, right? You didn't have that much sleep. You're sometimes at your best when in those situations for a day or two. Now, if it's something that's prolonged, I'm with you. That's not it, that's eventually sleep deprivation. Eventually, it's going to catch up to you. You know that's how they torture people, right? They don't let them sleep. <laughs> that's like number one: loud noises, bright lights, no sleep, and yeah, they, they lose up. their mind in a couple of days. Yeah, that's jacked up. But I could do. I, I give me a day or two little sleep. I'll be fine. All right, one fine. more, one more quick one, guys. So uh, Taylor Swift. Yes. <laughs> one more quick one. So uh, she likes to leave Easter eggs and puzzles in her music and her and her appearances on shows and TV shows and all that stuff. So uh, you are good at puzzles, Alan. Fat or cap? Uh, I'm gonna go cap. I haven't done a puzzle in so long. Problem is uh, patience. My both my sisters growing up, they loved puzzles. Loved them. So you just like show up in the living room and there's hey no no don't touch anything that piece is over like there. Jigsaw puzzles specifically. Just, yeah, the 1,000 yeah. pieces, 1,500 pieces, whatever it is. They used to love them. And they'd have them all kind of everywhere. And, um, you know, you obviously got to get the corners first. And then you're trying to get that top layer, all that stuff. I just don't have the patience for it. You know what I mean? So I'm not a, I'm not a puzzle guy. So when you said puzzles, I didn't take it, like, literally like that. I was thinking more like cracking the case and, and finding, well, probably oh, even this worse means, at that. This means worse this, that. so it connects to that. And you put the two, aha, and they did it. Or or this is what the, the overall meaning I like to fancy myself a reasonably smart person. I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but I, I, I'm better than average, I think. Every time I try to do one of those puzzles that you're talking about, Emily, and try to put the dots to connect the dots, I can't do it for what you're saying, Slee. I'm terribly impatient. Like, this should be, I, I should be smart enough to figure this out. I never can, so I quit. <laughs> that when when something gets hard, quit. That should be something that you write down. I'm a very smart man. What was the other Travis quote Rogers. that we wanted? I'm a very smart man. And then this one next to it, when I things want, get hard, quit. quit. Yeah, 
Those Travis two, Rogers. Those two things go together. I'll put so on I, a mug. I wish I was, but I'm not. I, I I have I don't have enough patience and apparently or the intellect. Taylor. Oh, cap. Not for me. Puzzles. Uh, maybe like a crossword puzzle I can do, but not the jigsaws. I'd like to picture the two of you guys sitting there doing like a Bugs Bunny jigsaw puzzle <laughs> and both giving up. Hey, how's that not a piece of ear? Taylor, how I told you to keep that piece over there. <laughs> Make it fit. All right. Um, what do you want to talk about next, Lee? I usually have something in mind, and I, uh, I just realized I don't. You have anything that you'd like to chew on coming up? How about next? a little SC UCLA. Done, done. USC season is is it over? It's next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN. Amazing song. They're not going to fire anybody because the guy that is making the decisions is the guy that he got fires you. the people. He got you again. That if the who's going to fire himself? Do you know a lot of people out that like to fire themselves? Or would you fire the guy that you're having stand up there and make the decisions and pretend they're his? Would you but do that? he told you yesterday. He said that Dave's making the calls. You ready for it? Yeah. Watch my Who face makes those decisions? How much is it pregame? Is that really the narrative? I mean, it's part of the Yes, thing. actually, it is the every single postseason I've answered that question. So I don't feel like it is a narrative only based on, like, the question – at the end of it, that keeps coming out. So does Dave make that decision? 100%. 100%. And we've answered this a lot Okay, of so if that's true, then I kind of team Chris. But I just don't believe that that's true. Because if the guy that is making the decisions has yeah. made as many, and again, this postseason was not a decision failure. This was a failure of performance this was a failure of the offense to score runs the tyler anderson thing is just more of an example it's an example it's an example, it's an example yeah. that, and there are many of them over the years examples of making going hey what the heck is going on around here but if that is true then let's try something else because the decision making has been less than great but i just don't think that that's actually true and, and, and it could be one of those like, yeah, he makes the decisions. I can look you straight in the eye, Slee, and say, yes, he makes the decisions. But in, in, in other words, I walk out to the mound and say, bring in Tommy Canley. I made the decision yeah. as opposed to, hey, here's, here's the flow chart of decisions we're making. You go ahead and make these decisions. It's funny. You got a little defensive about it too, right? Is this really the narrative? Yeah. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Wait yes. a minute. Why are you asking if it's a narrative? Of course it's the narrative. You're watching pitchers all through baseball in the playoffs, pitch past five, go third time into the lineup. Of course it's a narrative. Why wouldn't it be? Because he wants it to go away. <laughs> and it's not. And see, I'm not doing it. SC does not play this weekend. Can I, can I just say, that was the same promo from earlier. Got you again. It's going to get me every time. Yeah, it's just getting you. It's, I, I understand just because it's wrong. I, I, win. I am a bearer for accuracy. Mm-hmm. I like things to be accurate and truthful and on point. And gutlessness for not firing someone is not true. I refuse to let that slide. Fair. I, Fair. Will, I will not stand for that, Slee. It's not going to happen. Um, we were hopeful that SC would get into the Final Four. Yeah. I think I remember saying to you after watching them play Arizona State, I'm like, no, nah, man. They're good. Don't get me wrong. Their offense is very, very good. We both picked them to lose against Utah. But yeah, but you watched them and you knew that eventually someone was going to be able to score with them and it was going to have the defense wasn't going to be able to get a stop. It happened. They lose to Utah. 
But they still got a chance to have a great season. They could still win the rest of their games and be a, a one-loss team. You could cross your fingers and hope that maybe Alabama loses again, maybe Clemson or Ohio State gets beat, Michigan gets beat, and you got a bunch of one-loss teams. And by the way, a road loss by what was it, one or two points? One in, point. One point in Utah. They go for a two-point conversion. Is is not the worst mm-hmm. loss in the world. It's mm-hmm. a conference loss to a good team by one point on the road. It's not a bad loss. So you still have a case to be made, but it, it, it happens so fast, it's almost like, ah, they're not in the national championship picture, so you know, let's get ready for next year. That happened fast, so, and it's actually a compliment. Let, let me. There's eight teams right now that are ranked in the top nine that are undefeated. The only other team is Alabama with a one loss. Okay. The reason why I mention it that way, teams are going to eventually beat each other. Sure. That's going to happen. You're going to have your you know, SEC championship game. You'll, you'll have teams that beat each other. But it does make it look a lot more daunting. Just specific. You, basically, you've got no margin for error the rest of the way. However, let me, let me throw it this way. Lincoln Riley comes to USC. He's announced as the head coach. And everything feels like it's going to start changing. If I tell you that in his first seven games, they're 6-1. and one. They got one loss at Utah by a point. By a point, and could have easily won that game. Okay, it didn't happen. But I mean, they, listen, they had a two-score lead almost the entire game. They always, it always felt like they were up two scores. Fourth quarter, things start tightening up, and uh, Utah eventually wins. If I told you that, hey, will you sign up for this? In Lincoln Riley's first seven games, you're number twelve in the country. You're six and one. You still got a chance to go win the the Pac-12. Sure. You're gonna get that opportunity. Are you taking that? Are you okay with that quick? Just kind of keep in mind where the program was one year ago and where it sits today. Yes, you it, need. I think you need that full perspective. This is you're right, but every time you achieve what you're looking for, the goalposts change. Right? Like think about your first job out of college, yeah. and you tell yourself, if I ever make X amount of dollars, yeah. everything will be good. Have you made X amount of dollars that in college you would have thought would be a lot of money? Oh yeah, right. Of course, oh, yeah, of we, course. Most of us, and then you're like, yeah, you're that's like, not what enough. the hell? I, I, I need to. I get... can't believe I'm making fifteen hundred dollars a month. Exactly. And now yeah. you're thinking, okay, I if I get to this, everything will be. So the second they open up and they're four and oh, five and oh, six and oh, mm-hmm. you're thinking, hey, listen, this may be this may be the year. This may... so when it happens, you can't go. Well, you would have said at the beginning of the year we go ten and three. It's pretty good. Once you get a little sniff of yeah. that thing, it's very hard to. You're right, but the perspective that you have at the beginning changes drastically as you move through it and get closer to the ultimate prize this would be tougher if they had a great defense as well and they just had a bad game and they had four turnovers and Caleb Williams threw a pick and it wasn't one of those games and their defense did exactly what they've done the entire season right so like it's not just pure from okay sorry to do this but I'm going to do it the Dodgers they're really good they have real expectations. They have everything. So when they lose and they don't live up to those expectations, sure. it's a different conversation. It's a different story. I think SC has played to the best of what they have. You see what I'm saying? That you might even said you might have you might even make the case that actually they're overhyped. Possible, right? I would say overhyped than underhyped. Possible that for them being six and one at this stage. That's a that's that's fair to what how they've performed so far this year. Okay, so let's let's move forward here a little bit. And I'm going to steal the guy from Garden Grove's idea here. Remember when he said that the Angels are the Lakers, you got two great players and then a bunch of stuff that isn't good enough? 
Okay, and we both look at each other and go, "Well, that kind of that's a deep, that's a deeply depressing thought." But can we block all, that caller? Also, a, yeah. a really smart way to do it. So I'm just going to basically steal that. You know who Andrew Friedman is a lot like Lincoln Riley potentially, because here, here's here's what it is: Lincoln Riley has a team that scores a truckload of points every single season. Score, 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 score. We looked at it uh, at the beginning of the season. I got like, hey, where does he typically kick that game? It's somewhere in October, mm. and it's usually because the other team gets 45 and you had 42, right? And it's the same thing over and over again. And we can say, hey, look, this is a great first year for Lincoln, and it is, yeah. full stop. Yeah. But this is the same problem you've had at Oklahoma, yeah. that you don't stop people. So when you start thinking about what's coming up in 2023 or 2024, sure. and, and the, the goal is, hey, okay, you've turned it around, you've built the program, you've changed the culture, we're winning, yep. we're winning the Pac-12, we're going to the Big Ten, all of these things. At some point, are we going to address the fact that you can't give up 40 points every single game? At some point, are we going to address the fact that you can't go into a postseason in baseball and just make the same decisions you make in May that you make in October? Like the it, your, your your ish works. I, I'm here for you. Over, your offense works. Your regular season works. But if you give up 40 points a game, you're eventually going to lose. It, it's eventually going to happen. I like that comp. It's yeah, the I like, same, I like, right? I like that comp. Uh, and and. By the way, and if you're SC and if you're the athletic director and you're all these boosters, aren't you sitting there saying, who's the biggest and the baddest defensive coordinator out there? Can we go make sure that we get him? Who was the guy? I want to say it was the uh, LSU when Ed Orgeron's there, who by all accounts is a terrible football coach. He's mm -hmm. a great personality and larger than life, and he's colorful, and he gets the guys fired Raw, raw guy, but, yep. But he's not a very good coach. He went out and hired, I forget if it was an offensive I know team. what you're talking about. I think about. it was an offensive yeah. assistant who immediately One of went, the best X's and O's, yeah. And, and they destroyed everybody they made alabama look like a jv team I mean, it's just like well this is a mismatch dude leaves and lsu boom right back down and orgeron's fine there are assistants that can turn that stuff yeah, around yeah. like that yeah look and that's and guys. by the way that's that's going to be their next step it's a great start for usc i think they should be happy to be six and one this is the first year of lincoln riley but they're losing the same way like you mentioned like riley was losing in oklahoma dodger fans carlos correa is a free agent Trey Turner might leave. Yeah. Is that even an idea that should be considered in the deepest, darkest part of your brain? Reach out. 877-710-ESPN because I hate the Astros. I hate all the guys involved with that. But the idea is becoming more and more possible the more I think about it. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.